0: Locked On Dolphins, hosted by Travis Wingfield. Your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome into the Thursday, September the 6th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield. And as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show... Oh boy, did I bring some of the heat. We talk about the confidence brewing in Miami. We poo-poo the power rankings, look into the Titans offense and defense a little bit further, and I pour some cold water on the Ryan Tannehill hype train for week one. But first, before any of that, I kindly invite each and every one of you to please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give me a follow on Twitter at NFL and the show at LockedOnFins. Check out LockedOnDolphins.com, the number one blog by a long shot. In the Locked On Network, my game preview is up there right now, as well as an excellent piece from Jason Harina, our staff lead, and of course, the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts, like the Locked On Heat podcast and Locked On NFL podcast, for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. And we have a very, very busy show for you guys today. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Inside six minutes to go, third quarter. It's second down and nine. Mariota quick Passes picked. For Jones. And that's what we're hoping to hear come Sunday afternoon. We are just now four days away from kickoff. I cannot wait. But first thing off the top here, I just want to alert you guys that there will be a lot more film study done on the weeks ahead on the podcast. There are just so many factors that go into trying to decipher what exactly the Titans will look like on this opening day as they incorporate new schemes on both sides of the football and really from there, not even sure who the man in charge is on defense with Mike Vrabel and Dean Pease being the ones in-house there. So while I have looked at Texans and Ravens tape from last year to get an idea for what Vrabel and Pease want to do and also Rams tape for what to expect from Matt LaFleur, I'm just not sure I find it entirely beneficial because... I could be jumping down a rabbit hole that goes to nowhere with both of those sides. So with all that in mind, I do have some notes as I have gone over the film study. And this is what I'm coming back with, with Mike Vrabel and Dean Pete on that defense. We are definitely going to get our fair share of linebacker and safety movement. They're going to overload pressures to one side of the formation and try and force Ryan Tannehill to get confused with his new center, Dan Kilgore. The players off the edge will love to play upfield and try and get upfield and create a pocket around Ryan Tannehill aggressively to force him to step up into collapsing pressure where they hope Jarrell Casey can collapse the middle of that pocket against the Dolphins' interior offensive line. As far as coverages, they love to mix it up and rotate post-snap And that's something that in the past has given Ryan Tannehill some problems. And Tannehill himself says that he is as ready as he has ever been on this day in this season going into 2018. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later in the podcast, as well as some other players' comments later on in the show. And he's going to need to be prepared for that because these are the kind of defenses that he traditionally struggles with. And not to mention, he... Traditionally, going back to his entire career, he's a slow starter. And I believe it was Adam Beasley of the Miami Herald that wrote on yesterday's column that Tannehill's career passer rating in opening day games is pretty well below his career average. And that's really the case for the Dolphins team not just in this Adam Gaze era, but extending back to Joe Philbin, the milk toast Joe Philbin, whose name we don't talk about on this podcast. And under Ryan Tannehill's watch since 2012, they are slow starters both in individual games. Just about every Sunday, it seems we have to get a couple of drives before things get going. And the season as a whole, whether it's starting 1-2, 0-2, oh having no offensive success early on in the year. And the cherry on top of all that is that Ryan Tannehill hates the wet football. I know he played well in that Arizona game back in 2016, which was an absolute downpour. I know he led two scores in four minutes to beat the Los Angeles Rams in the one day it rains a year in LA, but he also has some of the more infamous blooper reels when it comes to trying to throw a wet football, and that same thing showed up in that Baltimore game a couple of Saturdays ago when he had two fumbles in the rain in Miami. One, a center quarterback exchange, and the other, just him dropping the football trying to get it out in a hurry so that's the big challenge and one of my keys to victory for Miami we're going to explore the rest of those keys on tomorrow's show the Friday show the last show before game day I just I'm so excited I cannot wait let's go ahead and flip it over now to Matt LaFleur's offense and what the Titans offense will look like first things first this team does not have a Todd Gurley and Todd Gurley was the engine that made that Los Angeles train run last season and you expect tons of swing routes tons of running back screens to Deion Lewis but when you don't have the same guy that can hammer between the tackles, the approach isn't quite as effective because you can do misdirection. You can sell teams on draw plays, get them upfield, and use that to your advantage in the screen game as well. And while Derek Henry can be the hammer between the tackles, he's not fooling anybody as far as being a shifty pass-catching running back. So if the Dolphins can control that portion of the game, and I'm really talking about Deion Lewis And you guys heard it on yesterday's podcast talking to Terry Lambert of Locked on Titans. He thinks that Deion Lewis is the key to the game. I agree that Deion Lewis is the key to the game. The running backs in the passing game in general is a big key. They control that. They'll be all right. Do that. Hem Mariota inside the pocket. And this game will not be close. And it'll be in favor of the good guys. But you let those two things get out of hand. It's going to be a long, long day. And real quick before our first break, I thought there was a great comment today from new Dolphins wide receiver Tanner McAvoy, who came from the Seattle area, or I should say Seattle, where I'm from, up around that area. And he mentioned that he had to take an IV after practice because he was so drenched and tired. And Robert Quinn mentioned that after practice, he took his shirt off, Put it on the scale and it weighed three and a half pounds, obviously just full of sweat playing in that Dolphins hot box down there in Miami. So these guys coming from Nashville, yeah, it's hot. Yeah, they have their summer weather, but they're not going to know what hits them when it comes to opening day down in Miami. Dolphins have so many home games this year in September and October, a very, very nice change. And I think it's going to play a big, big factor in how this team fares early on in the season. All right, coming up on the other side of the podcast, we'll discuss NFL.com's power rankings and why this Dolphins team is so damn confident right now. We'll get to that next, but first, a word from my bookie. If you are as confident as the Dolphins are going into Sunday's game, you probably want to get some action on it as the Dolphins are underdogs at home against Tennessee Titans. And that's why I want to tell you guys about mybookie.ag. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is very easy to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend services that have been good to me on the podcast, and that's why I'm urging you to make your way to mybookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each and every game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E and do not forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim that bonus. MyBookie. You play, you win. You get paid. Rolling back into this Thursday podcast, September the 6th, opening night tonight in the NFL. The sun is shining. The weather has calmed down a little bit for me out here in the Northwest, probably not so much the case for you guys down in South Florida, but I am so jazzed up to talk about football, our Miami Dolphins, and what they're going to be this year, and the first item on my agenda for this segment of the podcast, the B-block, if you will, is talking about NFL.com's power rankings, this Elliot Harrison fella. I don't know who the hell he is or why he has his own TV show, but he has the Dolphins at 23rd in the preseason rankings, which to be fair, is better than a lot of the other national publications that have the Dolphins at 32nd, 31st, or whatever it is down near the bottom of the league with the basement dwellers in this National Football League. But they were showing his com- his rankings last year and comparing them to what they are this year. And I found it very interesting because his top four teams this year, and this is not in the correct order here, but the New Orleans Saints, Philadelphia Eagles, Los Angeles Rams, and Minnesota Vikings, all four NFC teams, all four in the top four of his power rankings, and let's go back to 2017 and look at the power rankings for those teams going into the season. Last year, the New Orleans Saints were 18th. The Philadelphia Eagles, the World Champion Eagles, the opening of the season tonight and unveiling their banner, Philadelphia Eagles opened the season 19th. The Minnesota Vikings with that stacked defense, that awesome running game. And yeah, the quarterback wasn't Sam Bradford, but they had the top receivers in the league in terms of Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. They were number 20. The Los Angeles Rams were number 29. That's right around where the Dolphins are on most power rankings. All four of those teams now in the top four. So what the hell does it really mean? I mean, they also had the Seahawks at number two last year. The Oakland Raiders, the fluky Oakland Raiders, the hot Oakland Raiders that everybody loved, were number six. How did that work out for them? The Giants were number seven. They won three fucking games last year. Bottom line is to not put any any vote of confidence into this stuff these guys are paper readers and that's why and pardon me once again I'm going to trash another writer again that's why I hate the Mike Clay stuff or other fantasy expert guy stuff how can you as a fan endure so many years of the NFL and see this story play out year in and year out and continue to make the same mistakes every single offseason I've seen this story many many times I'm 30 years old. I've been a fan of the NFL since I was about five years old. I've had the Sunday ticket for over a decade. We have ultimate access to everything. I watch games nine hours a day on Sunday. I know how this league works. I know how things go. And while every year is unique in its own way, they're all the damn same. Who's going to surprise? Who's going to disappoint? No, they're only that because you conflate them into being something they are not. Coaching matters. So get fucking lost when you tell me the Browns are suddenly poised to make a run. Chemistry matters. The construction of the team matters. What is the old adage? It's not the best 53. It's the right 53. Are we just ignoring that every year and going down the depth chart and seeing who we like better, which name hits our eyes better in terms of who the best team is talent-wise, it's all bullshit, man. Sure, talent is important. It's very, very important. And I'm not dismissing that. I wish we had Jarvis Landry and I wish we had Ndamukong Sue's talent still on the roster. But was the juice worth the squeeze on those guys? I'm not convinced that it is. And I mean, let's go ahead and just get right into some of these quotes from these players and coaches at yesterday's media availabilities, because for me, I have never heard the Dolphins this confident. Not recently anyway. They sure as hell weren't this confident talking going into 2017 last year. Maybe I missed it as the team was dealing with the hurricane, moving their football game and worrying about all that stuff. But I don't recall hearing it. Let's go ahead and start with our quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. He says he is more confident in this offensive line than I ever have been. What's been the big problem for Tannehill's entire career? Pass protection. Ryan Tannehill also says, I feel more ready than I ever have before. And I believe it. Look at him. He looks loose. He looks comfortable. He looks happy. And he knows this team was built around him. And he knows he trusts his play caller and Adam Gaze because they've had success here before, something everyone seems to forget besides Dolphins fans. How about the new receiver, Albert Wilson, says, quote, I think we are going to be amazing. I think we are going to shock a lot of people this year. And yeah, some people say that. Some people wear that as their battle cry. But that confidence is being permeated throughout the locker room, throughout the players, throughout the staff. We've heard it all summer long. It can't be fake, can it? And then lastly, there's the great piece from Cameron Wolf, our guest on Sunday's podcast from ESPN.com, taking quotes from Adam Gase and other guys around the locker room. Gase says, quote, I like our team. I like the fact that we are a team. And I'm not really worried about what anybody else thinks about that because when you're not there every day and around these guys and watching them work, watching them at meetings, watching them practice, you don't know. You look at a piece of paper and that's why they play the game. So yeah, it sounds great. It's all coaches speak on the surface, but just go over the course of the entire off season and listen to the way they, they have presented this, talking about getting his team, getting his guys, ushering people out. We talked about the Jay Ajayi trade last year. Well, the Dolphins offense was 13th best in the NFL after they traded their quote-unquote star running back, who, when he was there, was taking them to the 32nd offense in the NFL. So a big change there. Gaze getting rid of his guy, getting rid of those old guys, bringing in his guys. This offense is just going to fly this year. I think the defense will follow suit as well. This rant is designed not to be some kind of homer, rah, rah, tired spiel from me. I fully believe in my own findings. I trust my eyeballs. You guys know how hard I work at this stuff. You guys know that nobody knows this team or studies this team any closer than I do. It's my entire life. And I'm not lying to you or blowing smoke up your ass when I say that I fully expect this team to win 10 games and play really, really good football. And if you need a reference for my credibility, I picked them to go 8-8 eight and eight last year. I'm not just some fan who's a homer that happens to have a podcast. I actually put the work in and find out what I like, what I don't like. I don't like the defensive tackle position. I don't like the linebackers. I'm worried about the kicking game a little bit. So there are things that concern me. But there are way more things that inspire confidence in me about this team this year. And going across the rest of the league last year, I picked the Minnesota Vikings to win the NFC North when nobody else was doing it. I picked the New Orleans Saints to win the NFC South. I don't think anybody else had that pick. I said the Giants would disappoint massively. Now, to be fair, I had the Rams and Jaguars both sucking again, but I guess you can't get them all right. I'll just close it out with this. This team has a great buzz about it. There's talent, despite what you have heard to the contrary. I fully believe this is the most talented team this organization has assembled since 2003 because the offense in that time has been pretty subpar. They've had a couple of pop-up seasons, and the defense occasionally as well had a couple of pop-up years there. But from top to bottom, this, this group is the most talented group they have assembled in over a decade. Since Ricky Williams retired on the eve of training camp, they fixed a lot of holes and continue to supplement that young core with good pieces that will only make this team better in the future. This will be a good football team, guys. That's it. All right, how was that for some fire? I've calmed down since then. We're going to recenter our chi here and get things going. We have some more podcasts next, including a fun game we're going to play next week leading up to the MetLife takeover. We'll discuss that next. Locked on Dolphins podcast at wingfield NFL at Locked on Fins. And it is now officially game day to start the NFL season. It is here. Falcons visit the Eagles tonight. I personally think the Falcons will roll in that game. But nonetheless, I am very excited to kick back and just soak up the excitement of the return of the NFL. We made it, guys. We are here football is back. The Dolphins will open it up here in a few days, but tonight we have NFL football. And speaking of NFL football, some other news around the league, I'm sure you guys have all heard by now as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins in the AFC East, the Jets named Sam Darnold, their starting quarterback for week one, which means we'll see him in week two when we travel to the Jets to face them up at MetLife. And Nathan Peterman, I don't know how he did it, somehow was named the starting quarterback in Buffalo. I think it speaks more to the lack of readiness for Josh Allen up there. So I should be a fun shit show to watch all year as the Buffalo Bills toil in infamy once more after their fluky playoff run last season. So both those teams are going to be behind some shaky quarterback play and some shaky offense in general. Hopefully the Dolphins can capitalize on that. They should win all four of those games. And taking the news back to the Miami Dolphins, talking about their matchup with the Tennessee Titans come Sunday. We have an injury report out, ready to go for you guys. This is Wednesday's practice report, talking about the Titans and Dolphins and who is healthy, who is on the sideline, who's ready to go, who is not playing. And the Dolphins posted their first official injury report of the season Everyone was good to go except for Devontae Parker. We had limited participation from Marquise Gray and Ted Larson, but they should be good to go for game day. And Jakeem Grant was full participation in the concussion protocol. He should be good to go as well. As far as the Tennessee Titans go, not as much. Kendrick Lewis, the safety, he did not practice. Jack Conklin, Rashawn Evans, Harold Landry, and Derek Morgan all were limited in what they could do. Jack Conklin's not going to play. We heard that yesterday from Taylor Lambert on the podcast. Rashawn Evans, their impressive rookie linebacker, I don't know about him. He hasn't played much in the preseason. We'll see how well he gets going. And Harold Landry, he's probably not going to play either. Has a bad ankle injury as well. Derek Morgan, another outside linebacker. If they're down all those guys, man, that bodes well for the Dolphins. Those are your injury reports. We'll have Thursday's report for you guys up on tomorrow's podcast. For the Dolphins, this has been a very, very healthy season, preseason and training camp. Go ahead and knock on wood for that. And hopefully that health is sustained throughout the course of the year. And especially for you fans making the trek to New York for the MetLife, or I should say New Jersey, for the MetLife takeover game. And speaking of that game, we are going to have a man on the ground representing the Locked On Dolphins brand and podcast network. Jason Harina, our staff lead, is from the area. He is going to be at the game. And by the way, check out his piece up on LockedOnDolphins.com right now. It's fantastic titled explain your perception it's great from the first line where he says quote fascinating how much damage Jay Cutler can do to an organization end quote but anyway Jason will be out there on the ground he is your ticket to a free locked on Dolphins t-shirt and here's what you got to do there's going to be one question per day on the podcast next week Monday through Friday they will increase in difficulty and Friday's question will be something relating to the podcast and something I've talked about on the podcast on multiple occasions so you have to have knowledge of the team and of this podcast as well if you can relay all five answers to jason who will be on the ground wearing a locked on dolphins t-shirt at the tailgate meetup he's going to take your name and number he's going to give it to me and i'm going to hit you up and send you a free locked on dolphins t-shirt that sound good for everybody can't wait for that i can't wait for these games to start we have one more podcast before all of that happens we'll do that tomorrow i'll give you guys my keys to the game sunday night's podcast will be the game recap podcast our flagship podcast my favorite one to do so don't miss that either. But as for today's podcast, guys, I got to get out of here. Enjoy the game tonight. Can't wait and can't believe that football is back. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at Linkful NFL. Follow the show at Lockdown fins and keep up to date on our daily Dolphins blog at LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys enjoy your night. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. Fins up, guys.